Hello, and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today, I am honored to have Adora. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited. <laughs> yes. Well, you've been on one podcast before, so you're a little experienced now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, here on our show, we ask people, what would they tell their high school selves? So that's the first thing I'll ask you. What would you tell younger Adora? Okay. Yeah. So... I was thinking about this and I would definitely say that I valued a lot of my appearance when I was in high school. So I'd probably tell her that um, her value doesn't lie in the way that she looks or the things that she says or the clothes that she wears or even the people that she associates herself with. I'd also just um, encourage her to know that people people's assumptions about who she is doesn't define um, the young woman that she is and Mm. the young woman that she's becoming. Um, And I think too, like it's one thing to believe it yourself um, that, you know, your value lies in X, Y, and Z, but um, to hear that other people have their own assumptions, that can be uh, what really gets to your head. So yeah, I would just encourage her to kind of go back to just who she is and Mm. what makes her who she is and to hold on to that and to value that and um, just to continue to keep on, you know, (laughs) yeah, going, I guess. (laughs) No, that's really good. Good, a good way to think about it for so many different stages of life. I think Mm -hmm. in high school, you can think that and, and now you're probably looking back like, it didn't matter that much, you know? (laughs) Yeah, so true. So true. you know, stressing over makeup or clothes or who you're going to be mm-hmm. with or talk yeah. to you can be very time consuming and energy consuming when when you're younger and then you grow up kind of looking back and things change. You start thinking different things that aren't really true. Yeah, definitely. I remember just, yeah, putting so much value into materialistic things, thinking that it would um, make other people see me differently or um yeah or I'd have people assume that maybe me or my family like didn't have a lot of money or they would just make comments that would make me feel less than and whether you know Mm -hmm. like yeah we weren't like we didn't have like a lot of money but we you know we were fine and whatever and I had my own job and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. um yeah it was it definitely did something to my confidence and to the way that I perceived Um, myself and you know the way that I thought other people saw me and it definitely like carried on after high school even as well and then it wasn't until you know I started this business that I realized like no (laughs) like that's not true at all like Mm. whatever you have the possessions you have the way you look like none of these things actually truly matter they're obviously you know, we value these things, but we want to value them to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't define you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so good. Also, I can relate to that in the sense where I grew up thrifting before thrifting was mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. You work at a thrift store, so mm-hmm. you know that it's you know popular, and mm-hmm. people are excited about shopping secondhand and finding 
you know, vintage or things, but before it was not called vintage, I feel, when I was mm-hmm. in middle school, <laughs> yeah. elementary school, it was called, you have no money, so you're buying yeah. people's clothes who gave them away. Yeah. And I used to be so embarrassed, and mm-hmm. I didn't lack um, any needs whatsoever, mm-hmm. and we weren't, you know, we weren't maybe as rich as other people I was talking mm-hmm. to, but we, mm-hmm. we were so fortunate with everything else, so then yeah. I... I used to hide that I would thrift things. <laughs> I used to just not say where I would get things. And now I'm thinking, wow, that really didn't matter. I don't think another yeah. you know, 12-year-old would have cared if I was like, oh, yeah, I was from Valley Village. And it wasn't a Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I yeah. loved thrifting like yeah. so much until someone was like, oh, you thrift? Like, And, I, and then I was like, yeah. And then you know, I kind of fell out of it once I got to like, you know, high school or later mm-hmm. on in high school. And then after high school, it was something I started doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how much I loved this. And like, I remember. Why did I stop? Yeah. So, so funny. I used to yeah. be like, people be like, oh, but it can smell bad. I'm like, you wash it. Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. clothes you bought new can smell bad after you wear yeah. them too. Yeah. Or even when you buy them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'd rather wash new things sometimes. Um, it's interesting that that's kind of the advice you'd give yourself because um, it kind of goes with your day-to-day and your business that you started because you are a personal stylist. Um, that is really cool to me. I know there's like different kind of types of maybe being a personal stylist or being a stylist in general. I've done like retail jobs or I have friends who kind of learn how to style people based off of what their store that it is, whether it's like Mm -hmm. jeans or if they're doing, you know, like glasses even, like you learn how to style people with their shape and their comfort or their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But you have such a different type of business that I haven't really talked to anybody who does before. You... I've seen different stuff that you do and I've seen the services that you offer, but I'm so interested to see like, and to hear what made you be able to take something that you kind of struggled with, were then confident in and be like, you know, I'm going to help people do that. Did you just decide Mm -hmm. what, did people just ask you and you decided I'm just going to start a business? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're not too far off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a couple of my friends ask me like, it's, I could help them with their wardrobes and it was like very random. I would say this was, this was 2019. Um, and the friends that asked me were like totally different friend groups. Like they had no association with each other at all. And so I thought it was really weird that they both kind of asked me Mm -hmm. around the kind of same time. And so I like went over to their houses, like helped them purge some of the clothes that just like was kind of outdated, didn't work for them anymore. Um, and I was like, oh, I enjoy this and I enjoy organizing. And, um, I just kind of like thought about it a little bit more, prayed about it. And, um, yeah. And then this kind of path just started to be created and thing kind of led to another. And I started just doing people's houses for free just to kind of gain experience. And then, um, I had my first client and, yeah, and then it just kind of started going even more, and then I built a website, and yeah, I launched my business in March 2020, um, as soon as the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not great timing, um, but yeah, it was still 
I'm so glad that I started it when I did and I've been able to grow over the last almost three years. So, Hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of a rough kind of example of how it started. It's fun to hear, I think. And it's rare to hear. I mean, unless you're sharing exactly how you started your business or what came about, it's rare to see, um, kind of the steps it took or what brought you to it. I think just if you're just looking on social media. So that's Mm -hmm. why I really like hearing, you know, the behind the scenes of entrepreneurs and different people in my life who are doing, doing what they feel like they're called to do in that season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Building a website is no small task. Deciding pricing packages is not a small task and putting yourself out there. So congrats on all of that because it just seems like you love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's always changing every day, which is, is very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, yeah, it's just, there's so many different aspects to it. And um, working with women is just really rewarding. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful thing to see just how much style can impact someone's confidence. Um, like I said earlier, I don't think that it is the be all end all of, you know, happiness, but I do think that it can really contribute to someone's confidence and Mm -hmm. just the way that they present themselves to the world. And I think there was also a part of my life too, and still now sometimes as well, where I just have to fake it till you make it. Yeah, like growing up, all my jobs, you know, I was always told I didn't have enough confidence. I needed to be more confident. And that was like, okay, I either have the choice to be less confident because people are telling me that I'm not confident or I have Mm -hmm. the choice to fake being confident and then hope one day that I end up being confident. And honestly, it worked. (laughs) It worked. It becomes natural. Yeah, it it does. And I think too, like, you know, you just kind of realize that confidence is just owning who you are and that's, that's it. You don't have to, you know, put on a show for someone. It's just being exactly who you are. So yeah wow I feel like that is a one-liner Adora <laughs> quote to <laughs> quote to take away from this oh my gosh <laughs> I'll save it and turn it into a little like social media post because yeah <laughs> that that I needed to hear also what kind of person would you say could benefit or inquire about having a stylist because it isn't maybe the everyday thing sometimes you see people and you can think oh they just have such good style like I don't know, maybe they're saving everything on Pinterest or maybe they just have a lot of money to buy whatever is trending. And then you see people who are like, oh, you know what? Like this is them, like what their their outfit is them. And mm-hmm. I've definitely struggled with trying to drift towards a style that's just the people around me in that season or it's, you know, buying something that's maybe trending that I already don't think I like and then being unconfident about it and then mm-hmm. buying it and then, you yeah. know, where is it one time and then I'm I'm like, at least I got to take a picture in it because I don't even want it anymore yeah. <laughs> before yeah. I give it away to someone. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it doesn't seem like a normal thing to always have on the front part of your mind. But yeah, who mm. could use a stylist? Do you have to be a certain age? Do you have to have a certain amount of money or do you have to be really struggling? That's a really good question. Um, I definitely have like a clientele that I've noticed, um, but that doesn't mean that anyone could use a stylist. Um, 
I would say like a lot of my clients are kind of in a transitional stage in their life where they don't really know um, what suits their body, um, what's age appropriate, you know, like what's what's up to date. Um, and that could also be, that could be any age really, you know, like anyone mm-hmm. could be going through in trans- transitional phase, um, whether it be, you know, starting a new job or having body changes or, um, yeah, whatever that may be. It's an investment for the long term. It's not just mm-hmm. this short term benefit. It's something that, you know, you can hold on to and um, use time and time again for hopefully years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do want to encourage my clients and my followers and, you know, whoever is watching me to um, be intentional with their style. Um, because I think in the end, we want to be intentional. And one thing is good about kind of what you offer, if anybody's listening, and is you have to always be in person. You do virtual mm-hmm. stuff. It doesn't have to be, I have to have, you know, a lot, a lot of money saved up because we're doing oh, everything. Yeah. Yes, that could be an option, but also yeah. you can help, you know, consult people with mm-hmm. their next purchase purchases or just outfit curation. And mm-hmm. and recently, actually, on the weekend, I was talking to my friends about how um, uh, really successful people sometimes like only wear black <laughs> just like you know like all the, these people in tech when they talk about like oh why do they always wear a black turtleneck and black pants it's it was because it took them less time mm. to pick an outfit less decisions so they can like do that and I've noticed after we talked about it I noticed like my closet is the same four colors because I had <laughs> so much decision fatigue and mm. I always gravitate towards the same four pieces because Mm -hmm. I'm like this is a dress it's one thing it's done I know Mm -hmm. this combo works and what you do can be honestly part of that because you can Mm -hmm. help people pick these are your you know your different outfits you can rotate through or or what you you know what actually works really well for your body I think also too like this not just this generation but this world that we live in now we are always wanting more we're always wanting more stuff and I think there's this misconception that the more stuff we have the more outfits we have and that's not the case mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said you know sometimes it can add more stress actually to have all these you know the fatigue of having to pick out every day like what am I going to wear there's too many options and so is almost curated for us to do and that's mm-hmm. you know I work on the marketing side so I I know a bit about how like the ads work and how mm-hmm targeting works and and how it's not as minimal as things used to be and it's not as long-term as things used to be Mm -hmm. but I know people are seeming to care more and more about that which I'm really loving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah me too something that I want to ask you about when it comes to style is have you ever heard of people who do the things where you think you're like oh what are the words that describe my style or and then go from there or maybe what advice would you give to someone who is like I have no idea what I like to wear um where do I even start like before even getting to the point where you hire someone to help you and support you and hold you accountable for things if I'm just like looking around at social media and looking around at myself in the mirror or my closet where does one go to even start with that do you have to know in words what your style is or what advice would you give? I don't think so. I I personally struggled with 
this for a long time with not having a true definition of what my style is. I'm like, I need to know, like, what is my style? And I think that's where I actually got more tripped up because I like so many different styles that putting just one, you know, name uh, of style, it's not going to work for me because that's Mm. not that's not who I am. Um, I really like feminine. And then I also really like masculine. And so it's not necessary to just have one style. Um, And Mm. I think it's totally normal to like lots of different styles, but feel conflicted about, you know, but what does that say about me? You know, (laughs) but yeah, I don't think it's as intense as we sometimes make it out to be in our heads. Yeah, I would say just like start by making a Pinterest board, you know, like seeing automatically what you like and just save it. Um, Mm -hmm. And also just keeping in mind, like, do I actually like this or do I like it because, you know, someone that I like is wearing it or I like (laughs) the way it looks on that person. Mix and match your styles. Um, I have had a very similar wardrobe for the last probably five years ish years but it's just alternated um Mm. and so I have key pieces in my wardrobe that have been super transitional for me um I kind of went through a boho phase um I went through like a Parisian kind of phase I had like French bang or French bangs oh curtain bangs yeah (laughs) so cute yeah yeah. and then like short hair and I wanted this Parisian style, um, but I was still able to wear like a lot of the same pieces just mm. in a different way. Um, and so I think our style is always going to be changing. And so I think just having some basic pieces that you're able to mix and match and interchange with, mm. that's probably where you will find the most success um, because you're not constantly feeling like you need to go buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, that's really good advice and and like you're saying you don't have to def- you know stay within the walls of one mm-hmm. word because even I've had that on Pinterest where I found the best technique for me has just to be was bit has been to type the item that I'm looking to style mm-hmm. versus you know Scandinavian style like yeah boho, you know yeah. yeah but practical comfy and just like trying yeah. to find a name for my style has been has been too hard where yeah. I just end up seeing things that exactly like you said, I'm like, I just love how it looks on them. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is yeah. not what I could see myself actually wearing in my day to day. It's not what I see myself yeah. being really happy in. Yeah. So literally, I'll just look up jean jacket outfit. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Like, that I know I already it. own one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. You did something that I thought was really countercultural, but really cool where you didn't shop for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why did you do that and how did it go is it realistic to do nowadays <laughs> I definitely think it's realistic uh, I started last year last November was the first time that I did it and I enjoyed it so much um, it was just it was a challenge and I mean as a stylist I'm always seeing like what's new you know I'm shopping for other people and so I I'm exposed to all the cute things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a good challenge for me to um, be disciplined and to also know that, you know, I have so many great pieces in my wardrobe that I need to put first. Um, 
and it's easy like we were talking about before to want more to want what's new this year I only bought one thing but it was with store credit and so I didn't feel as guilty even <laughs> though it's like a slight cheat um but yeah I got some loafers <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, so yeah Maybe I'll have to join you next November. Also, I was thinking, oh, maybe I can do like next month or something. And then I realized that November would actually be a really challenging time Mm -hmm. for me and I think other people because that's when the things ramp up. It's holiday season. The styles are kind of shifting. And so I'm going to commit to joining you next year. (laughs) Yes we'll have it on record but I think it will actually be a struggle versus just um just something fun to fun to do it's a really good practice of discipline yeah (laughs) definitely and I think too like I always forget that Black Friday is in November Mm -hmm. and then like this past year I was like oh crap (laughs) it's like damn Damn, yeah (laughs) but I didn't buy anything Yeah, it's really hard to control things to my cart and then like waited until after Black Friday. And I was like, if they're still there, and you know, because like there's some websites like Aritzia that continue to have like some items on sale or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, if they're still there and they're still on sale or whatever, then sure, I'll get it. Yeah, but if not, then it's not meant to be, and I'm just gonna like let it go. And so I was able to get like two things. So yeah, that's that's almost I've noticed I like to just add the things to a cart or see them in the store and then and yeah, I actually am satisfied by just doing that sometimes. I don't even need yeah. to do the full purchase. I just need yeah. to, yeah, to add it and look look at I the was things. Talking to my husband about I was like, should I do a no shop year? Like, is that crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, it's crazy, but I kinda wanna do it. <laughs> Wow, I uh, think yeah, yeah, I think you could do it. <laughs> six months, summer, go shop summer. <laughs> Just yeah, maybe six months is better. But it's yeah. funny because I think I, I would love that. And honestly, when you go on a, I've done things where I've been on trips like longer term where there's no place to shop really, mm-hmm. and for some reason I'm super content. I have. Mm-hmm my suitcase of like you know for the three months of the clothes that I needed and I rotated through them I like thought it through before I got there so they all kind of matched and then for some reason I'm home and I'm just like and I need another basic white t-shirt and another one of these or well this is a different fit and it just it's so interesting like the environment you're in or Mm -hmm. the boundaries you set for yourself can make a difference yeah shopping habits (laughs) yeah definitely and I think even too like we are always kind of like it's okay treat yourself like almost too far yes (laughs) like okay but like you could treat yourself in another way you know Mm -hmm. like you could have a self-care night at home like you could go buy yourself you know a treat from the coffee shop or whatever Mm -hmm. and um it would definitely do less damage on your wallet that's for sure (laughs) yeah how do you kind of stay away from being really influenced from the big hauls that you see people do? And, mm. you know, some of them might be gifted items, but some of them might just be, you know, what they choose to spend their money on. And mm-hmm. splurge on, I feel like as a young woman, it could be, it could be hard to see that even if you're not looking for it and then wonder, you know, that's how I'm going to treat myself. They said, treat yourself. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, I would say like that's halls are a very, very tempting thing. Um, especially when you're feeling like, oh, I have nothing to wear. I mean, you do, but you just want something mm. new. Um, and this has kind of been my thought process over the last couple of years. Um, and if you're going to do a haul, do a thrift haul. Do a thrift haul. Like, mm. <laughs> if you're going to do one, it's not that much better. I mean, it is better, but it's not going to be as expensive. It's going to be secondhand items. Um, but hopefully the damage isn't going to be as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it might, <laughs> it's, it's it, might, it might still like feed that satisfaction too. Of yeah. Just, you know, wanting yeah. to get different things and, and thinking about yeah, just thinking about it in a different sense. And if you're thinking you want more items, you're like looking at your closet and it's empty, which is not most women. Mm-hmm. It's really empty then. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. go through it. And something that I faced um, maybe during the pandemic, other people can relate, is just kind of clothes not fitting anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had a good grasp on my closet prior to the pandemic. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is my my staples, my favorite things, my brands I shop at, and then just fluctuating sizes so much made made me think I need to overhaul everything and mm-hmm. and almost not get rid of things. Do you have any advice for people who have clothes they need to get rid of? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a lot easier said than done, but that item, like, it's not serving you in any way. Like, it's doing absolutely nothing for you. It's taking up real estate in your wardrobe um, that, you know, could be dedicated to things that you actually love and wear. It can be hard to let go of those things, especially, you know, with body image and this once fit me and I'm going to get back to that place. I will one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five years pass. It's like, well, no. (laughs) And then you've accumulated more and more stuff over that time as well. Um, And so mentally, it's just, it's not, it's not healthy. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of also like where I come in as well to kind of be that person to just encourage you to let go of the things that don't serve you as a person. They don't serve your life anymore. Yeah. And sometimes all you need, and you know, maybe that's a friend encouraging you as well but sometimes all you really need is just someone to tell you you know what you don't need that (laughs) and also too like you could sell some of these items and go buy a Mm -hmm. new item that actually fits you well and that you love even more yeah Um, and so if there's something that's like sentimental and you want to hold on to it for your kid that's totally different yeah get a hope chest (laughs) or a box or something and put it away but don't keep it in your closet where you're going to be looking at every at it every day and thinking like, oh, I wish that this still fit me, you know, because yeah. it's not doing anything for you. It's only yeah. discouraging you. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I've definitely made that mistake very recently. <laughs> just left. I'm like, we're at year three and I think it's hurting my feelings. Mm, <laughs> That's all yeah. this item is doing is, yeah. you know, making me feel less than than you know so that's really good advice yeah you can always sell it and get different things you can honestly ask a friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) if they want it yeah do story sales 
you know, sales and things like that. I even saw when you kind of helped the client, she then had, you know, a pile of things that were you guys had decided are not part of her wardrobe anymore and just was able to kind of sell that to her friends and use Mm -hmm. that to buy other things or to save for a piece that maybe you guys noticed was missing in her wardrobe. So I, I really like that idea versus just kind of keeping it when you don't need it or just dumping it at the thrift store and being sad about that. You can do that. But then also if you think, you know, you're really sad about it and you think someone else, you know, could really like it and Mm -hmm. or you need the money. I think that was a great idea. Yeah. And like also too, I've done clothing swaps with my friends too, where we kind of bring the things that we don't really want anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, and I've gotten some great pieces from my friends where I was like, I can't believe you're getting rid of this, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, and they probably say the same about you. They're yes, like, I can't believe yeah. you're not wearing this anymore. You're like, oh, that was my Parisian style. It's all yours. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So it's there. Oh, well, thank you so much for just your advice and your your insight on what you do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's been awesome chatting with you. Yeah, where can people find you, hire you, reach out to you? <laughs> Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Adora Raylene. You can find my website. You can find, you know, reels. Um, mm-hmm. You can find basically everything that you need there. And then yeah. on my website, you can find more about my services and what I do. And yeah, and also too, just if you have any questions, never hesitate to send me a message because I'm all about, you know, meeting new people and helping where I can and um, even just helping you decide, like, if a stylist is, you know, Mm. the next step that you want to take, or um, if I can offer some, you know, advice at all. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for being willing to do that. And I must say, I'll link your Instagram, but I'm inspired by your Instagram. I get, you know, tips and tricks and hacks. And I feel like a lot of the content that you've posted is relevant for like long term. So I encourage mm-hmm. you guys to click on her social media and the website, but just scroll back and see the different things because it's not just what's trending right now kind of information. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, have a good rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs>